Welcome to Following Jesus Together, a podcast from Midtown Fellowship in Columbia, South Carolina, about the practices and teachings of Jesus and what that means for us and for our church family. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Jake. And we are back with our final episode of season one of Following Jesus wow. Together. Yeah, it's already over, this Jake. This is it. <laughs> a lot of big season finales, when you think about it, and this is one of them, you know? <laughs> this this is going to be written about in the same way that those other finales are. Friends, uh. did Rachel get off the plane? You know, <laughs> what is in the hatch and lost? Um, I understand. Who shot JR for our older folks <laughs> listening to this podcast? <laughs> Amazing. People will be talking about this in the same vein. That's right. Oh, exactly the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should end on a cliffhanger. You hear a gunshot. Who? What happened? <laughs> oh, no. We're not even in the same place. So how does that work? <laughs> anyway, we have had so much fun doing this podcast for you guys. Uh, and, we, and we really just picked six spiritual practices that were really basic and helpful, partly because I think the spiritual disciplines can get kind of overwhelming. Like we have mentioned multiple times, the Spiritual Disciplines Handbook by Adele Calhoun is a wonderful resource, but I think it has like 90 some disciplines in it. Yeah, something like that. And it can be quite overwhelming and we can actually turn that into just yet another thing to be good Mm -hmm. at and to grade ourselves and perform. And so we're going to end actually with the discipline of simplicity, talking about the practice of simplicity, that it's so easy for us as human beings, to overcomplicate things. It's so easy for us uh, to be people who are, like we talked about last week, people who hustle, people who hurry, people who try to be busy and fill their lives. We can do that in so many areas of life. We can, in material things and in our you know calendars and in all different parts of life, we can just feel like we're kind of hoarding almost like we're trying to do a lot and always do more than more than our past selves and more than the people next to us. And so Jake, how would you describe the discipline of simplicity? So I would describe it as prioritizing your life around the love of God and love of others Mm. and everything else just whittling away. No, that's so good. So I think A big part of that is the stuff that you own. Materialism and stuff is certainly the spirit of this age. And so realizing that you don't need that much stuff, Jesus says in Matthew 6, you just need food and you need clothing. If you got those things, check. And prioritizing your life around the teachings and practices of Jesus. Simplicity comes out in a lot of areas. Like last week's discipline, the discipline of slowing, you're not really going to sit down and practice the discipline of simplicity. It's more a discipline and a practice that's going to come out in a lot of different areas of life. And I think it can come out in a number of areas. But as you pointed out, Jake, I think for our time and our context as Americans, it's a lot of the ways that we overcomplicate and overfill our lives are with stuff. Mm -hmm. Last summer, I went to Kenya because I have a friend who started a nonprofit there that I help with. And as I spent time with these street kids, these very, very poor children that he has taken off the street or that he provides meals to and disciples, as I was getting to know them, they could not believe the stories of how lavish my life is to them, like how lavish my life seems, how much stuff I have comparatively. And so we're, I'm getting to know these guys having a blast with these like teenagers and young 20 somethings are just so fun. And we're laughing and dancing and singing every night. And one day I got to talking to a few of them who are about 20 years old. 
And they were like, so everyone in America must just be like really happy, right? People must just be so content because they have so much stuff. And I said, mm-hmm. quite the opposite, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, mm-hmm. the people that most people that I know in America, including myself, are way less content than you guys are. And they were like, wait, what? They were, com- they were so baffled by this. And honestly, at first I kind of was too. I was like, you know, that doesn't really make sense that like we have the stuff and we're discontent and they have little to no stuff and they are so content. And it's, I think it's because they've learned a simplicity of life and it's a simplicity yeah. that of poverty that is very sad and very hard. I'm not saying that's like a thing to be celebrated necessarily, but it has taught them a dependence and trust on the Lord for their daily bread, their daily needs in a way that we just do not have. Like even the fact that America is one of the only countries in the world where you go grocery shopping for like weeks at a time Mm -hmm. in even like other very developed first world countries, you go to the market every couple days and get just food for like that night or the next night. But we just hoard things. We just have so much stuff. I mean, think about not only do we already have so much stuff, but our life is full of advertising telling us we need more stuff to be happy and fulfilled. And it's just such a lie. Mm -hmm. It's quite the opposite. I think the less we have and the more simple our life is actually the more content we find ourselves. Absolutely. Mother Teresa says, the more you have, the more you are occupied, the less you have, the more free you are. Mm. The lie is the more stuff you have, the more happy you are. But the way she even phrases it, the freer you are when you don't have so much stuff to keep you occupied. So right now, as we're recording this, we're on week seven of our stay-at-home orders right now. And this is a strange season for all of us because it's stripping away from us our modern comforts. In fact, I was reading something recently saying Amazon has seen explosive growth during this time. More growth in the last two months than they projected over the next couple of years. Yeah, and they really needed that growth, huh? Yeah, right. And (laughs) people are panicking right now because they can't get stuff delivered same day or two days from now. They have to wait two weeks at least. Mm for some things because they're out of order. But man, that is revealing something into uh, the culture of America. We don't have our modern comforts, so we need more stuff. We need more stuff to hoard and collect to fix this emptiness that we have because we can't connect with people. And for many of us, our freedoms are being stripped away right now. And I hope and pray by the time this gets released that things are (laughs) slowly going back to normal. But For many of us, we are being forced to simplify our lives right now while we're under quarantine. And I just know for me, like most days I'm wearing the same thing. (laughs) It's the same sweatpants and the same one or two t-shirts. I'm not worrying about how cool I look. And it's been really freeing. It's one thing I'm even thinking about. I know we even said back in episode one, callback, (laughs) that... We are going to have to, even though we are excited about going back to normal, that there are still aspects of our quarantine that we're going to miss. And I think simplicity is one of those things. Yeah. There are a lot of things that are about this time that are leading people to panic buy, I think, and panic shop, like you said on Amazon. Mm -hmm. But I also think that you're right, that there's a simplicity to this time that is really feeding our souls in a lot of ways is really good for us. We think that we want to be people with unlimited choice. 
and unlimited options, but a lot of times less choice is actually really good for us. Someone else making a decision for us can actually be really good for our souls. The way one of my pastors in Virginia, when I lived there, the way he practiced the discipline of simplicity is that he would try to order the same thing at every restaurant that he went to. Not like the same exact sandwich or something, but meaning like each restaurant he went to, he had his usual. You know, some people are like, what? You want to, you got to try everything or don't you just want to mix it up? And sure, I'm not giving moral value to this, but he was just practicing this discipline of like, I'm just going to not fill my life with more choices and more options. I'm just going to know that when I walk into this restaurant, I know what I'm getting. Like you said, let's focus on loving God and loving others. Let me not waste a ton of brain power on all my food options all the time, you know, and what I could eat at this restaurant that has a million different options. And so I just thought that was such an interesting way to practice simplicity is to just have one type of food you order at each restaurant. So, yeah, this was a couple of years ago. The pastors, we went to Austin, Texas to talk with some pastors out of church. And the executive pastor there was talking about how he wants his mind to be focusing on Jesus, that when he wakes up each day, he doesn't even look at the clothes he picks out. He just picks out a shirt and a pair of pants and puts them on and just goes. Mm. And then how he eats the same lunch every day. He gets a Cobb salad. He always brings that with him to work. And if he goes out to eat with someone, he just says, "Uh, I'll just have whatever you're having. What are you going to get? Yeah, I'll get that too. I was personally creeped out. Like, (laughs) but food is good. You know that, right? There is something to that simplicity of spirit. And I know some people where they just have on Monday, I'm going to wear this. On Tuesday, I'm going to wear this. And I don't have to think about it. And I don't need to have a whole collection of coats. There's the connection to simplicity of stuff equaling simplicity of spirit. It's interesting that you say the whole thing about dressing a certain way because we are fascinated by a person like Steve Jobs as a culture Mm -hmm. who famously wore the same thing every day, you know, jeans and a black turtleneck, like every day. At first I was thinking, yeah, but he was doing that for the sake of like, being successful and being more productive. But I just realized it's because he knew what he was about. He was about one singular thing is actually was the discipline of simplicity in a lot of ways. It's just that his simplicity was focused towards therefore becoming successful, but he had one vision and goal of his life and it was Apple. And by cutting out these other decisions, he was able to focus more of his time and brain power and effort towards his vision. And similarly for us, I think if we removed some of the complicated decisions and fullness of life, we would get to focus on loving God and loving others. A number of years ago, I read Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster with all the students mm-hmm. I was discipling that semester. And he just goes through, I think, 12 spiritual disciplines, but he goes pretty in depth and it's just a phenomenal book. So that semester, the students that I was discipling kind of as a whole group, even though I was meeting with them one-on-one, we all tried to do that discipline that week, whatever we were reading about. And when we got to simplicity, <laughs> One of my students came up with this idea and it terrified me. They said, let's all count how much clothing we have, like count each object of clothing Mm -hmm. and get rid of half of it. And we all did that. Some people will understand. I think you will understand in some ways, but I do that now with my earrings every couple of years because... I don't understand that. Okay, but you have... Okay. I don't wear earrings, Lizzie. Um, Okay, Jake. Let the listener understand... (laughs) 
Um, I meant because your wife loves accessories like oh, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love accessories, love earrings, love jewelry. And so I now try every couple of years to lay them all out on my bed, count how many I have, and get rid of half of them. And it hurts. It's so hard. I love them, but I might need this pair for some special occasion. But again, I say that, and then I think about those young men that I met who have next to nothing. And I remember like, Mm. I don't need this stuff. Like they have an intimacy with the Lord because they ask him for their daily bread that I just do not have because I'm having a hard time picking which set of earrings to get rid of. You know, it's just the simplicity. It's beautiful. Yeah. The difference between simplicity versus minimalism. Right now, minimalism is very trendy right now. Mm -hmm. Marie Kondo, whatever Mm -hmm. doesn't spark joy, get rid of it. But minimalism is trying to find the joy in the stuff you do have, the one or two pieces of clothing that really give you sustenance for your soul. So it's still finding joy in stuff, whereas simplicity is understanding, no, your joy comes from Jesus. Stuff, no matter how simple your wardrobe becomes, does not actually give you the joy you really need. You need that in Jesus. And because you have your joy in Jesus, you can get rid of other stuff. Such an important distinction right now. For someone who doesn't have a collection of earrings, let the listener understand. (laughs) For me, I think it just looks like once a month phone and just seeing all the apps you have on your phone and practicing some digital minimalism as far as are on there and do I really need them? How often do I use them and deleting them? And it's it's very refreshing and detoxing. I know that the last episode I talked about just turning off notifications on your phone, mm. but whether it's earrings and accessories or clothing or stuff in your house or apps on your phone, just asking yourself, how can I simplify my life to really focus on the presence of Jesus? And honestly, that's what we've been talking about this entire season when it comes to the spiritual practices. It's not about doing more things. It's actually about doing less things. It's about prioritizing your life, about what matters most, and that is the teachings and practices of Jesus and centering your life on those things. And when you do, you start to notice that everything else is just really not that important. Yep. A friend of mine used to put it, the more tightly that you cling to Jesus, the easier it becomes to let go of everything else. Mm. I think is the whole point. As you listen to these podcasts, it might feel like we're giving you lots and lots of ideas. They really are centered around that one theme of learning how to follow Jesus. This brings us to the end of our series on the spiritual practices, but we will be back with future seasons of the Following Jesus Together podcast with different topics. If you have topics or ideas that you would want us to talk about, you can feel free to email us or reach out to us about that. Not promising we'll do those topics, but we'd love to hear what you guys think. We just want to continue to be a resource for our church family as we learn how to follow Jesus together. So thanks for coming along with us. Thank you, Jake, for asking me to do this. Glad you could be a part of this. I'm glad I I talked you into this. It's true. You really did. Uh Uh-huh. I want to thank Stephen Simmons for editing this podcast every single week, making it sound so good, so well produced. That's right. I want to thank Jared Wise for our theme song. It sounds super cool. So thank you for that. Thank you guys for listening to this. When we put this out, we just thought, I think... Maybe a dozen people Maybe. would really appreciate this and benefit this. But right now we have 
close to 800 subscribers I after only doing this for a few weeks. Still don't think that's real. So I would like to thank all the Russian bots <laughs> that are subscribing to this to inflate the numbers for whatever <laughs> political purposes you have. Oh my and we'll be back next time. Again, shoot us an email as to how you've benefited from this. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back again next time. Bye.